Hey everyone. Today we're kicking off our All Church Reading Plan, where we're going to be reading together through the Gospel of John as we approach Easter this year. Now, along the way, we're planning on putting out a short video each week on Wednesday with some reflections that are really designed to help you engage with the text in a deeper way. So in the plan today, we read the opening words of John's biography of Jesus, which contain his version of the Christmas story. Now, unlike Matthew and Luke, those Gospels, John doesn't include any of the typical Christmas details that we know and love, like the shepherds or the manger. Instead, he takes more of a big-picture approach, talking about the, the cosmic significance of what happened that day. See, on that day, Jesus took on flesh and dwelt among us. God lived among us to bring his salvation to us. So Jesus' birth is a big deal. But when you look at how Scripture talks about the life of Jesus, you realize that as important as Christmas is, it's not the center of our faith. Now, early on, Christians realized that the resurrection is the center of our faith. You actually see that in the structure of the Gospels themselves. One of them, Mark, doesn't even mention Jesus' birth at all. But all four Gospels spend a lot of time focusing on the death and resurrection of Jesus. In fact, the early Christian leader, Paul, went so far as to say that if the resurrection didn't happen, our faith is useless. And early Christians picked up on that idea and said, okay, the resurrection, it's so central to our faith that we should set aside, set aside some time to remember it each week. So they picked the day that it happened, Sunday, and said, okay, each week we're going to stop on that day and remember. And that's actually where our tradition of worshiping together on Sundays came from. But they also decided that the resurrection was so important that they would take one day each year and really focus on it. So I said, well, what day should that be? Well, you know, Jesus was crucified during Passover. So they said, let's take the Sunday after Passover each year and really focus in on the resurrection, which is where our annual Easter celebration comes from. Now, over the years, Christians started thinking about how to make the Easter celebration as meaningful as possible. And they realized it could be incredibly helpful to set aside a season before Easter to help people prepare for it. And that season, which is known as Lent, begins today on what we call Ash Wednesday. And during this season, followers of Jesus are invited to hit pause on the busyness of life and reflect on God's work in our lives. We're called to confess our sins and invite God's power to help us live the full free lives he created us to live. Now, for the last couple of years, we've offered an Ash Wednesday service at Suburban, but because of COVID, we aren't able to do that in person this year. But while we can't gather in person, I still want to encourage you to think through what is at the heart of an Ash Wednesday service and how what we read in John's Gospel today can help guide you as you prepare to celebrate Easter in just a few weeks. Now, Ash Wednesday services often begin by reading Psalm 51, which is a poem where King David confesses his sins and failures and asks God to forgive him. So Ash Wednesday services invite us to come face to face with our own failures and our need to ask for God's help. As a general rule, we don't like the idea of confession in our culture. But Psalm 51 reminds us that we can't do this on our own. And that's why Christians for centuries have put ashes on their forehead on this day. Because those ashes remind us that we're mortal, that we're broken, and that we often fall short of God's standards. You know, in many ways, Ash Wednesday can feel dark because we're inviting God's Holy Spirit to search us and know us and point out the ways we've failed and fallen short. But that's where John's Christmas story that we read together today can help us. Today we read this. He describes Jesus this way, saying, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Right? John's gospel reminds us over and over again that Jesus has changed everything. 
and that because of his resurrection, we can now live in his grace and power. So here's a challenge for you today. After you read the section of John that we're reading today, I want to invite you to read Psalm 51 and and spend some time inviting the Holy Spirit to bring to mind whatever might be separating you from God right now. And then use the words of verses 10 to 12 of that psalm as a prayer, inviting God to come and do this work in you as we move towards Easter. Those verses say, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Don't cast me for your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. See, as we read John's Gospel together, our prayer is that in these days, which feel dark and heavy for so many reasons, that you would be reminded that God's light has come and no darkness in your life can overcome it. May we all experience God's forgiveness and His power and the joy of His salvation in ever-increasing measures in the days to come.